Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with radhi devlukia on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hello all listeners of stradia lab and hello to even the marginalized listeners of stradia lab that thought that first hello was not for them it was <laughs> yes, this this announcement is for the listeners of Stradio Lab and the people that aren't listeners but still are listening, if that makes any sense. And anyone who has ever ever, ever even contemplated listening to an episode of Stradio Lab. This is an announcement for you. You can't hear us, but we see you. <laughs> um, this is a, that time thing. Yeah. Because we forgot to mention our two announcements once again. Well, we mentioned one of them. That is true. So we don't have to do that one anymore. What's, oh yeah, that's right, we did. Okay, the other (laughs) announcement is we are, in fact, honestly, it might even be sold out by the time you are listening to this, but we are in the last few remaining tickets for our live show, which as everyone knows, is at the Bell House on Monday, June 28th. That's right, the Monday after Pride Sunday. And we would love to see you there. And uh, also, if you don't live in New York City, then we... Hope to come to your city soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> and essentially, that's the only announcement we want to make. This one's actually yeah, very short. Is this that we have this live show, yeah. and that it's um, close to selling out? So get your tickets if close you want to, yeah. them. Close quick. to selling out and/or sold out. And/or sold out. And I just well, want to be very candid about something. We what? don't actually have plans to go to any other cities anytime soon. But I feel like that it would be nice if we did. No, I, I agree. It would be nice to have plans to go to other cities. I was surprised at what you were trying to get at with that little thing. I was like, is he trying to project like a more important version of I know. our podcast? Or is he making a joke about having plans? Yeah. Um, it was, I was confused on the messaging there. It was weak joke writing. <laughs> 
Um, but that's pretty much all we want to say in the other announcement we actually say within the episode. So. Yeah, and just spoiler alert, it's that we're having an earnestness bonanza, but we are not saying it now, we're saying it later. We're saying it later. And then when we get into the episode, there's something else that we're not saying, so that's kind of cool. Um, there's always something we're not talking about, and so well, that's yes. actually really helpful. It's important to not talk about everything. <laughs> but tease it. Say, oh, I could, but I'm right. not going to. Yes, well, everyone loves that. <laughs> I think something everyone can get behind is posting, maybe posting online something like big news coming soon. I, we yeah. love when people do that. Or or like, wish I could talk about this thing, but I can't. Yes. Or, or, no, or the girls or are going to go wild. One of my favorites is, you know, just got my dream job. Stay tuned for details. <laughs> I love dream job posts. I love it mostly when it's you can tell it's not a dream job it's just a job and they're really trying to make it important because the only way people have value is um if they have dream jobs whoa and that <laughs> got dark fast yeah well i'm thinking about one specific person and um so listen to the earnestness bonanza and i'll <laughs> drop who they are oh my god we're gonna actually be really mean in the earnestness bonanza <laughs> The gloves are coming off, babe. Babe, and the teeth are coming in to our mouths. We are teething. That <laughs> That's right. Sam and I have bought teething toys, and we keep munching on them. Because our new teeth are coming in, and it's quite painful. That's right. We're babies. <laughs> Get it yet? <laughs> Did uh, you know that beavers have to keep teething, like essentially biting things and making their teeth smaller because if they don't, their teeth will grow so large that they like puncture their skulls. And why is no one talking about exactly. that? Exactly. And why is no one talking about that? Well, anyway, well, time for anyway, the episode. Time for the episode. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Stradio Lab. Um, it's a podcast by me and George. Hey, George. And me. <laughs> it's me. You know, in um, Me Against the Music, when when Britney goes, it's me against the music, and the Madonna goes, and me. Mm-hmm. Have I already talked about this on the pod? <laughs> George, I don't want to like blow up your spot and make you feel insane, but yes, we have absolutely talked about this on the pod. Okay. Sorry, that's actually one of the top five things I talk about. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, we have absolutely, I think... You're so not entertained by this. Well, I'm just saying, like, we have already done it, and so... We've done it. I'm sorry. You're so right. <laughs> and so it's like, we truly... Like, we adjust that we've okay. done it, and then it's like, how are we going to, like... So we're still going to do it then? Even though No, we- <laughs> no, we're not. We're actually not still going to do it, and I'm going to bleep out... Every time I mention that, I will come up with a different <laughs> pop culture reference. It'll be like... When X Files, when they found the alien, and then it'll it'll all sound like we've never talked about it before. That'll be perfect. I'll love that. Yeah. Um, George, should we talk about your big new job announcement? Whoa! Is that crazy? That is insane for you to say. I don't know. You posted about it today, so I was like, maybe he I wants to did. break the story. Well, before we <laughs> before we talk about that, we should say that we are still soliciting. Um, questions for our upcoming pride earnestness bonanza so if you have any serious questions for us that you want us to discuss earnestly on the pod with no guests no offense to our guests then please send them to stradiolab at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer the ones that are not inappropriate yeah 
And, you know, we will also sometimes address the inappropriate ones. So if that's really deep in your heart, feel free to send. You know, maybe it'll give us something to um, mock on the air, yes. which could be And how incredible. about I will vow to discuss my new uh, career pivot in the earnestness bonanza. Okay, deflecting. I love that. That was really tasteful, actually. Yeah, well, that's a little something they taught me in journalism school. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, okay. So we're not going to talk about me against the music. We're not going to talk about your new job and that, you know, we can talk about what I just got back from my first trip outside the city in almost a year. You haven't left the city at all in a year. I haven't left the city since October when I very notably went to Julia Claire's birthday in Hudson, New York. Whoa. Where'd you go this time? The Catskills, New York. (laughs) (laughs) How was it? It was very nice, and we I we stayed with a um, a couple with two small children. One is one years old, and one is three years old. And now I'm like, do I want kids? <laughs> oh my god! This, there's a lot of pivoting happening uh, recently for for you, in my opinion. Do you want kids? Ooh, I mean, it could be fun when I've achieved you know all the other things, and then I can say, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's just let's just do one last gig let's raise a child um it doesn't it doesn't speak to me immediately i mean i have a dog and that's pretty difficult yeah um it's actually really hard to plan trips and no one talks about that and so a kid is like a dog that i guess the benefit is you can bring it on the plane more easily without like getting a fake certification but (laughs) this is an incredible analysis of what it means (laughs) to have kids i guess you can bring kids to planes more easily that's right that's true but they require way more appointments dogs they have maybe an appointment twice a year kids they have appointments almost every single day and that's going to be a lot to keep up with can i ask you a question (laughs) yes are you feeling okay? What do you mean? <laughs> I okay. I'm feeling okay. You're in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood, and I didn't want to. I I'm trying to fake it and trick myself into being in a good mood. Okay. My upstairs neighbor's been playing guitar really loud all day long, and it's been really pissing me off because I have. Is that what's putting you in a bad mood? Yeah. Okay. Well, honestly, <laughs> in the in in the like of the various things that can put you in a bad mood, that's one of the less. That's one of the less dramatic ones. It's really undramatic. And if I can say something really stupid and embarrassing, I literally get upset when it's Monday. Like like Garfield. Mm. (laughs) Like I get every Monday I like get really (laughs) upset and like spiral a little because I'm like, well, I have all this to do. And if I don't get it done today, then I'm not getting it done at all. And 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 then I spiral. I so I this week so I'm starting my new job which I legally can't talk about until the earnestness bonanza that's part of my contract <laughs> next Monday and so this week is like the week before starting a new job and you know in our industry we rarely get time off so true you know normally we have to rush to let's say you know say one thing for a pride advertisement and get paid $50 <laughs> or something along those lines so it's so rare to get a week off of course, I went to the Catskills. Of course, I decided I want to become a parent. But now I have this week <laughs> to myself. And I thought to myself, I'm going to, for the first time in my entire life that I have dedicated to the art of comedy, I'm going to have a self-care week. And so I was even thinking, and I didn't do this, but I was even thinking of doing the following absolutely depraved act, posting on close friends, 
Hey, any recs for self-care stuff to do in New York? Oh, my God. And I wanted people to tell me where to get a massage, where to get, you know, I mean, not where to get a pedicure. I'm not an absolute moron. I can figure that one out. But, like, where to, (laughs) you know, what, like, spa to go to, what, you know, what unexpected little thing um, Condé Nast Traveler is recommending lately for the 0.1 percenters living in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, like myself. And as soon as I started conceptualizing those plans things kept coming up and now i basically have like one thing every day that is just big enough where i can't ever but that i can't have a single self-care day do you know what i mean yep i know exactly what you mean you know i've been unemployed a lot in this town and uh, there have been times where i say you know what i'm who cares i'm going out today and then it'll be like well you have one phone call at 4 p.m right and it's like great so now i can't do a single thing and i'm just gonna be miserable till four (laughs) <laughs> yes, and that is how I am. I'm not going to blow the cover of the of the entity of the corporate entity that is making me do this. But for something I have to do, I have to get tested. I would say approximately COVID tested approximately 13 times in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, <laughs> which requires me to take a bus and a train to get there. Wait, wh- for me to go, I am vaccinated, wh- and by regulations, I have to get COVID tested. In order for them to like whisper something in my ear. I love this. This almost sounds like a conservative rant. Um, do you <laughs> do? And then, in fact, today I went and I was trying to bond with a COVID tester. And I said, she said something along. She was like, didn't I see you last Friday? And I was like, yes, I literally have to get COVID test- tested constantly for a full week in order to do this one job where I'm getting paid X amount of dollars. And she was like, yeah, it's like so crazy how they're doing it like that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's so ridiculous we're all vaccinated and then she was like well not everyone's vaccinated i mean you don't have to be if you don't want to and i was like i don't want to go down this road oh no well why can't they just get you a test by you like why can't you just go get your own test at like the city md and then send them the results i mean you're making the grave mistake of thinking logically within (laughs) the general vicinity of the entertainment industry Which is punishable by death. That's true. <laughs> Bye to my family and loved ones. <laughs> um, I, I know, ex- you know, randomly, I know which corporate entity you're talking about. Yeah, well, I just have to say, it's the one. They have really done some. It's the There's one things. corporate entity. A lot of people <laughs> don't want to talk about it, and you know what? We won't either. But there is one corporate entity out there that I think. It, I think it's a pyramid scheme. I think, in fact, they, what they're selling is COVID tests, and they are they are making up jobs for underemployed Brooklyn comedians to do. Let's say having one line in a digital short, or one line in an Instagram post, or even you know sending one email. Suddenly they say, "Oh, have you touched your computer before?" You know, you have to get tested. And I think what they're selling is COVID tests rather than actually entertainment. Yeah, you know, I have worked at this uh, corporate entity in the no. <laughs> Let's not get specific. <laughs> I just, I, I have to, I lo- just want to say that there's a yes. lot of corporate entities out there, and right. a lot of them are trying to do their best uh, to make things really complicated and uh, difficult. But this is the only one running ahead of the others. It right. is the <laughs> most <laughs> complicated, of bureaucratic, all the messy. <laughs> well, you know. There is there are a lot of industry awards and of course one thing there's one award show that is broadcast live on Roku Originals called the Complicated Awards and the theme song is complicated by Avril Lavigne and various corporate entities get prizes for how complicated they make things for underpaid performers and this corporate entity let's just say has 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 really 
It's tens, tens, tens across the bar, yes. mama. Every <laughs> yes. single year. RuPaul comes out. He gives them a, a, you know, he fracks a little award out of his backyard and he gives it to them and says, congratulations on one more year of making things as complicated as humanly possible. Go off. And then a drag queen comes out and does a little death drop. Yeah. And then the head of this corporate entity who looks like the Monopoly man, um, but, you know, with less of a sense of humor, comes out and accepts the award. <laughs> Oh, and of course, you know who he shouts out? God. God. And <laughs> and Sam Taggart oh, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Actually, I get a shout out every once in a while. God and Sam Taggart. But in order for you to get the shout out, you have to get COVID tested. 14 times in one day. 14 times. And you're not even invited to the ceremony. Nope. It's just, you know. I zoom in. What if someone says your name and you're summoned? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, damn. We really attacked a corporate entity today. Yeah. But... But, you know, this is all fiction. Right. This is everything we've said so far is made up and fake. Made up. Auto fiction. It's actually very radical. <laughs> Auto fiction. Uh, people are writing about it in the New York Review of Books. And they're saying <laughs> Sam and George are pioneering a new form of storytelling. <laughs> you know, I have to say there was a point in this intro where you're right. I feel like I was being a little clunky. I was a little down i was a little confused and you know you really hooked me with this um taking down of this psychotic corporate entity so i have to say thank well, you well i knew the way to get you to perk right up is to introduce an anti-capitalist element <laughs> oh my god you're very much like alexandra ocasio-cortez in that way <laughs> sometimes she gets to the office and she's tired She's been out. Maybe she went, to, maybe her upstairs neighbor is playing the banjo. Mm -hmm. And she gets to the office and she says, Hello, you know, Rashida and the rest of the members of the squad. I can't make it to lunch today. I have to eat at my desk. And then Rashida says, Okay, but what if we drag a corporate entity? <laughs> And then AOC says, okay, you always know how to get me to have lunch with you guys. She says, okay, one sandwich. Fine. One sandwich. <laughs> That's it. Okay, you can drag one. If you drag one corporate entity, I'll come out of my office and I'll have one sandwich. <laughs> and then you know what happens. They get there. They get to gabbing about these corporate entities. And they eat sandwich after sandwich. Just saying, one more. Okay, one more. One more. That's how it That's always goes. That's actually how the Green New Deal was written. AOC was in a terrible mood that day. <laughs> And then, you know, um, all of the Ilhan and, and Rashida and Ayana, all of them who, you know, came in and they, they put on um, kind of clown makeup to make her feel better. And each one of them was dressed as a different corporate entity as a clown. It was really actually uh, radical satire. <laughs> Wow. Any questions? No, no questions. And honestly, no follow-up <laughs> statements. I I think we've followed this narrative to its natural ending, and I think it painted a picture. It was vivid, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of that. Great. Thank <laughs> you for bookending it and preventing me from going further. Um, well, you know, sometimes in this podcast, um, it's me. And me. <laughs> And, and maybe okay, let's bring before it. before you before you you retreat back into your bad mood. I'm so aware that it might happen at any moment. Oh no! I think we should bring in our guests. I think that's smart. Now these guests, we have a you know we have a rule in this podcast that we never mention anyone's credits or uh, respect them in any way. But what I will say about these guests is that in some <laughs> cultures they were my bosses for. 
two full seasons of a radio show on a little British network <laughs> called the BBC. <laughs> and I, throughout the pandemic, was on so many Zooms with them where I would perhaps be out of bed trying to eat an avocado with my bare hands <laughs> saying, sorry, I haven't. I, I didn't have time to do to do the thing today. And then they would have to pretend they were okay with that. <laughs> what do you think about that? I thought you were just doing an intro. I was trying to give you your space. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine, 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 fine. okay so please welcome um, Imano Husseini and Jess Solomon. Hi. Hello. Hello. We, we are the corporate entity um, George was referencing before. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say we it, were but, talking know, about people the always say, you know, your boss is not your friend. And I've had to really fight. My instinct is to think of you both as my friends, but I have to always check myself and I have to say, no, they are a corporate entity. Mm-hmm. In fact, many people think you're married. You actually just um, file as an LLC. Yeah. And, right. and exclusively, we're in the business of COVID testing. In Greenpoint. Yes. One of your biggest clients is the BBC. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They have a lot of COVID there and uh, they keep mm -hmm. us going. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you kind of crunched the numbers. And as soon as things started going better over there, you came here. Then you went back there when things started going worse here. I mean, many people could say you're the real puppet masters behind this whole global pandemic. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, There are people that say that. And, um, you know, I, I'm happy to come out on this podcast and, and finally reveal that um, it wasn't a, a bat in um, China. Mm-mm. No, no, it was a proud queer woman. Yes. <laughs> Married to another proud queer woman. That's and right. together, um, that's the that's our agenda. It's not uh, about promoting uh, lesbian marriage. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely about uh, transatlantic COVID back and forth, back and forth. I think this is so important that to finally get out there just so we can like lay all these rumors to yeah. bed and like just we can all agree on this narrative. And, and I think a lot of people are going to turn around, start a new leaf um, starting now. And yeah. I think it's good that during Pride we can celebrate that an interracial lesbian queer couple created and spread the COVID <laughs> virus. For profit. Don't forget for, for profit. profit. Right. I mean, in collaboration with the BBC. um, So, you know, it's putting money right back into the government. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because the British have always been involved in everything like Mm -hmm. this. So, (laughs) you know, that's not the shocker. It's really it's really our part that we played in it that. um, But, you know, I think it's time to take some heat off of um, Asian people getting blamed for this. Oh, so it's a really selfless act they're doing. This actually. is really powerful. And I, once we saw that spinning out of control, we said we have to we have to stop this, and we we oh, have to take responsibility. And you know, uh, our, we're our people coming out to stay relevant, <laughs> and also to stay relevant <laughs> because now that COVID is over mm-hmm. and everyone is getting vaccinated, yeah, we're out of a job. Uh, we need it. We're, right. we're working on a new variant. <laughs> oh wow! Oh my yeah. God! When does it drop? It's uh, it just at the very end of June. Uh, it's gonna the culmination of Pride. Oh. Um, it, we're gonna release the new variant. Oh my God! That's so exciting! That's amazing! Yeah. yeah. In collaboration with <laughs> Charlie XCX. <laughs> I was exactly. going to say it was going to be on the Chromatica Remix album. Oh, it was, it's on the Chromatica Remix tape. When you buy the Chromatica Remix album, you get a new strain of COVID. Yeah, like like how you two did with their album in the iTunes, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. but updated. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Interesting. Oh, well, are you guys having an incredible pride? 
<laughs> it's been the best one ever. Um, yeah, no, it's been. What have we been, been doing? Fun. We've been socializing. We went to a birthday uh, party in the park yesterday, and um, we didn't go to the Black Trans Youth it Rally, but it showed. The uh, they somehow ended up. Um, isn't that right nice there. when that happens? <laughs> you you have a birthday party that conflicts with a rally that you thought you might go to, but then the rally marches on. To the park where you're already mm. hanging out. Mm. And okay, I mean, I have to say, you already came in hot by <laughs> revealing that you created COVID, and now you're like, as though that's not enough. You really want to create conversation. You also say, and I refuse to go to marches. <laughs> I Interesting. Mean, Interesting. Once I got the Peloton, I didn't need the steps anymore. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I okay. See. I see. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm really sounding like a horrible person. Um, but this no. is this is all you know. Yeah. I, I do, you know, I no sincerely, um, we did create the COVID uh, <laughs> disease. But <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm glad we're getting back to the, the main problem. Yeah. So, but congrats on the guys... job, George. I just want to say, I know we don't talk about that on this podcast, but I, I want to tell you that I didn't know that the job was real because you're never sincere, and I didn't see sincere tweet alert. So yeah. I, I thought um, you were joking, and right. I did. Well, most people, so most people. Um, who saw my job announcement texted me and and first asked whether it's real. Oh, good. Okay. Which makes me feel really good about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the, you know, kind of the self that I'm putting out into the world <laughs> that people think I'm a unable to, in fact, be employed or have a job and be unable to be earnest about my own life. But it's good. <laughs> it's a I strong was, brand. I'm surprised that people were thought it was such a joke. I feel like whenever you talk about yourself, it's usually true. Oh, my God. <laughs> this isn't... I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just saying. I, I, I cannot believe it. What? That. What am I saying? What's so wrong with what I'm saying? You know... <laughs> now George is going to be in a bad mood. Oh, no. I'm now going to be in a bad... And I've tried so hard to bring the mood up. He's and been I, trying to pull us all remember, up. <laughs> I just got back from a big trip, so I'm tired. And, um, and I, you know, I'm trying to hydrate. I'm very aware of the fact that I have not showered since coming back from the Catskills. I'm trying to make a good impression on my former bosses, corporate <laughs> entity, Jess Salman and Iman Husseini. And here you are trying to bring me down at every turn. You're right. You're right. And I just, I'm sorry about that. And that's okay. <laughs> so Jess and Iman, obviously you are married and obviously you are both women. Mm. What's going on there? <laughs> That's a hard-hitting question. Um, yeah, yeah well, he's a journalist now. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I didn't know that that media entity existed still. That's why part of why I thought it might not be real. Um, right, they're relaunching just, it. Okay, yeah, okay. A lot of people, yeah, it's <laughs> it's very complicated. You know, if we're not talking about it, we sure are talking <laughs> are about talking it. We are talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Iman, do, do you want to take this? question about how, what's going on about this no this, just just uh, uh, you know two two women <laughs> yes in a marriage yes mm. what what's happening what's what, happening what is that it's uh you know it's uh it started off with love and okay. then it turned mm. into a, a business deal and now right. we can't we can't leave each other because it's um, a business we're in a business we're in a business so and um and the business is our is our kid you know and we wouldn't want to have to split things up so with the llc and everything and this um, is how it all relates to us creating yeah. COVID. Oh, wow. Okay, we're still, okay. <laughs> when we okay. first got together, yeah. we were wishing for something like a pandemic. Huh. Yeah, that's mm. true. But it arrived 10 years that's later. How we, that's what attracted us to each other. That's it. Oh, as we said, you know, there hasn't been a pandemic in 
many generations. Yeah. Let's cancel all plans. How do you cancel everything? Yeah. Well, because Which, you, you know, famously, yeah. and I don't want to stereotype here, but you know, I, you know, I feel like the kind of stereotype is hmm. gay men are constantly partying out. and doing poppers and whipping their dicks out. Right. Yeah. And then We're gay indoors. women are, let's say, living in a cabin and raising kind of an army of children to create textiles. Mm. And so what you got, so the, it makes sense that this pandemic would be queer woman created because you want everyone to live a lesbian lifestyle. Right. We indoors, we, yeah, because we alone. want we wanted not to be we wanted everyone to live that and and not to not to feel held back by the the stereotype. Everybody of it wants all. to live that. We've all wanted to cancel plans. Everybody gets excited about cancel plans, but especially you know I mean? it's true at the beginning of a relationship. We wanted it. <laughs> this is when the idea came. Well, because you want to be together the all the time. Of, of the you guys know. Oh, I, think the, yeah. I think it's a general feeling <laughs> that cancel plans is something that everybody wants. Yes. So we we did it. For for us, but also having, you know, society's well-being in mind. Sure. Right. Okay. Well, now I'm like, maybe the pandemic was not that bad. <laughs> I loved it. At least at the beginning. <laughs> it did spin a little out of control. But I um, was going to ask, don't you feel like weeks, it went a little too long? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just, you, you try something, you put it out there, and right. it seems romantic. Um, <laughs> but it becomes very toxic. Uh, it was good globally, for a year, quickly. but I think... Right? A, a year? I feel like the first Less than a year, you month think? was nice. What? <laughs> Just a month? No, I was happy with, I think, 12 months. You were Iman. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think my ideal pandemic length would have been maybe a week. Sort of. A uh, week? Yeah. yeah. One week, no death would have been my <laughs> That idea. would have been my you know, one week of pandemic. Cancel plans. I want to say the deaths were not our there, intention. That's not planned. That's, that's, well, that's, that's, that was that's, not part of your creative vision, and then the execs added them in. That's this bad. is classic network notes. Yeah. This is the corporate entity, and I, we won't mention it, but it is the corporate entity right. that, in fact, took your idea. And because they sell COVID tests, they made it something that it wasn't. You guys just wanted to create a very, um, I would say, you know, queer, positive social movement where everyone can just stay at home. Stay yeah. at home, save money, and just save like, calories, not well, eating out. Well, you know, and just also okay, so like... Okay, body positive. No, Iman is very... <laughs> um, body negative. Bad, <laughs> bad shaming. Iman is very fat shaming. Body oh, shaming. Oh, I said oh, bad awesome. shaming, and that was a... But that was myself, a crappy, not everybody. But fat I and body. I, I just, yeah. When you do okay. it to yourself, you do it... I magnify yeah. my things onto everybody. Well, yes. For their well-being, because I feel like whatever's good for me is should be good for everybody else sure uh -huh, um, uh -huh. i was gonna say it was it was the idea behind it was more to give space <laughs> for people to reassess what was important in life and nature oh, to cool. re vibe nature you know how like <laughs> oh, the, wait, oh, the whales nature. coming oh, back nature. and the ducks oh the ducks back, of and course. all of these i don't know animals that went extinct and all of a sudden are back well you're environmentalists right exactly <laughs> so okay, rejuvenation wow. for us and mother Earth. Yes, Mother Earth. <laughs> Mother Earth and all of the animals and myself. God is a woman. Losing mm -hmm. weight. You're trying to create a Noah's Ark. Yes. The opposite. They're getting off the boat and coming oh, back. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they left, I see. and now okay. they're coming back. We're all getting off the proverbial, bo proverbial boat and going home. <laughs> is if the boat is social life. I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Sam, what do you think? I think that Jess and Iman are on a very direct path to trying to get canceled. I think they are. 
they come on, came on this podcast with a mission and um, they know exactly how to get there. Um. I think, though, that they're playing their cards right because people love an empowerment narrative. People love someone coming back and, and saying, you know, I know I made mistakes, but I did it for the right reasons. And they're good. And they're saying we're not just the the couple that the 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 loving couple who created co- the covid pandemic were also comedians <laughs> and we have other stories to tell we we do have so many stories um to mm. tell and uh and then it was just important to get that one out first um <laughs> And, right. And yeah. The, it's very the, timely. <laughs> it starts there, but it doesn't end there. No. Exactly. Well, and okay. of course, it, it begs for sort of a Cruella-style backstory um, film about sort of what led you guys to this moment. Right. Which and I've seen. Cruella you know, now is a good person. Exactly. She used exactly. to be a villain, and now everybody sees the truth. It's right. exact, the same thing with lesbians. Yeah. And I fi- <laughs> right. Well, Cruella, in many ways, is telling a. I mean, the entire, the, the film Cruella is a queer film about lesbian rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, in your origin story for yourselves, that you are single-handedly producing, writing, and starring in, you've insisted on both having hair that's half white, half black, which seems a little on the nose for me. Yeah. It is a good color scheme for oh. us. You know, the white and the black, for mm-hmm. sure, you know, interfaith, interracial, actually intervaccine couple. Um, oh, is one know. of you not vaccinated? No, oh, no you're Moderna, different Pfizer, vaccines. different vaccines. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. So you're an interracial, interfaith couple inter-vaccine. and interfaith vaccine-wise. <laughs> also intervaccine, yeah. Now, a lot of people can't say that. Exactly. Right. Um, and and so, you know, we do, we are a bit of a yin and yang, um, white and black, light and dark. Well, right. Iman's not black. <laughs> I was going to say. No, you're, you're putting, th- yeah. no, that's true. We're, we're both not. Uh, I'm white and Iman <laughs> is Arab and uh, she can tan and I cannot. Right. Okay. Let's say yeah. that. That's fair. We can say that, right? We're yes. like the Middle yes. Eastern situation mm-hmm. of, of black and the cops. What? Israel oh. and oh. Palestine. Oh, now oh, she's. Oh, because you're okay. Palestinian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, we really brought that one home. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. <laughs> We're okay. still getting we need canceled. To start at the like beginning. Yeah. It's like we want to be no. like the white you, guys that complain about getting canceled. You want to be the, the white equal, guys that complain about getting canceled. Equal opportunity. Sure. Okay. Getting canceled like the white guys that complaining about getting canceled like the white guys that never get canceled complain. <laughs> As we've said, you're an interracial, interfaith, intervaccine lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. You both want to be, want to have, let's say, the aura and the confidence of white men refusing to get canceled. Yes. That's okay. That's but it. not only that, this brings us back to sort of the why they started the COVID pandemic to mm-hmm. sell um, swabs. COVID They're test. also now coming on to this podcast <laughs> in order to cancel themselves in order to get an extremely profitable Patreon. Whoa. Well, Which now I, that COVID is dying down. They need that new job. I have to say, I'm like, usually Sam and I are the ones pushing an absurdist narrative on this podcast and our guests can't keep up. I'm like operating on five different levels right now. And I, I'm like very impressed with the world that you two have created. But your, but your positivity and uh, about it, George, is what is keeping us barely from getting canceled because you right. keep reading the, the, the best possible uh, narrative into the things that keep coming out of our mouth. I'm and telling you, we're awful. We're no, awful. we're <laughs> And you're just like, no, this no, is, we're not. This, no, I'm kidding. No, we no, are, no, no, fu- no, no, no. We, we are full of love. And honestly, <laughs> again, it was, the, it, 
all we wanted was just at the beginning to just have Spend more time together no appointments and to have quality time together <laughs> that's all and and that's the official I just narrative i want to come back to that yeah yes you've hired a crisis pr agency and the best they could come up with was all we wanted was to spend more time together when being <laughs> interviewed about how you created the pandemic they're, they're in my ear reminding me to mention oh god that. okay yes mm-hmm. okay well don't 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 tell anyone yeah <laughs> Um, no, this is a freewheeling conversation, and we're not all. This wasn't planned, you know. This wasn't all coordinated by your crisis PR agency, who gave us all very, very specific talking points. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Should we do our first segment? I think so. Wow, I completely <laughs> forgot that this podcast had segments and topics. Well, and I think it's beautiful because sometimes when, um, you know, when the PR person's stepping in, it's a great yes. way to sort of be like, "You're right, you're right, PR person. We can, we can." We can leave it at that and just leave it at the the things you want us to say. And right, yeah. Well, the PR person just actually zoomed into our Zoom and and mouthed, "Go on to the yeah, go, go on, on to the, the segment, go on to the do segment. the segment." You can't see, but we're doing a little circle motion with our fingers to kind of signify that we need to to keep it moving. That's what they, that's what they're doing to us. So the first segment uh, is called Straight Shooters, and in this segment, we test your knowledge of straight culture by giving you a series of incoherent rapid-fire questions or you have to simply say one thing or another thing. Now, At the same time? I know that you have both listened to the podcast <laughs> before, so I am not even going to explain it any further. Right. And I'm just going to jump right in and say your first straight shooter is being summoned for jury duty or summoning a demon lord. Jury, jury duty. Okay. Ooh. Taking a stand or making the band? Making, Making the, the band. band. David Copperfield by Charles Dickens or David Copperfield, the illusionist who made the Statue of Liberty disappear? The illusionist. I was going to say oh. Charles Dickens. Oh, okay. Oh. First disagreement of the segment. Wow. <laughs> um, 345 or quarter to four? <laughs> 345. I was going to say quarter to four. Ooh. Wow, trouble at home. But it was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> Being a fashionista or being a fascist dictator? Fascist dictator. Fascist dictator. (laughs) Okay, that one you guys loved. (laughs) (laughs) Too much. Okay, the national anthem or party rock anthem? Party rock. Hmm. National. Oh. A lake cabin decorated with fishing imagery, a cabin in the woods decorated with taxidermy deer heads, or a Brooklyn apartment decorated with really ugly prints from local queer artists. Brooklyn apartment. Our apartment. No, I. No, Iman, you have to go with the one one of the options. You yes. can't. You can't make it. Uh, you can't make it our house. Our apartment. Our apartment. <laughs> Woo. Such a Leo. Okay, um, I, I'm saying Lake no, House with the taxidermy. 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 Okay. Okay. Being a stan, being a fan, or being a man and providing for your family. Oh. Being a man. A <laughs> <laughs> that definitely felt that had the energy of agreement with the words of disagreement, which I really love. <laughs> So I have to say, I'm like, let's jump into our segment. Really? Yes. Well, I was just like, it's like normally we like kind of rate their performance in the okay. game, which, you know, we don't have to do because it's also empty, empty and meaningless. But, you know, no, rate no, it. Rate, yeah, rate it. <laughs> Sam? <laughs> well, I have to say, um, as a study of sort of how you work as a couple, I found it very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I agree. I think it could be therapeutic for many people to sort of do this with their loved ones. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think the way you answered them, the questions, and in fact, even the process through which you answered them was very, very interesting because you started out agreeing on everything that symbolizes the beginning. No, 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 not in this context. No. (laughs) (laughs) So you started out agreeing on everything, which I think symbolizes like the honeymoon phase of being in a couple. Uh Then you started disagreeing in a way that was jarring. Suddenly, I, you know. You were not answering at the same times. One person was saying one thing, one was saying the other. It seemed like the communication was off. That's maybe like the mid-middle point of a relationship. And then what I loved about the ending was that you both were saying separate things, but enthusiastically speaking at the same time. And it kind of gives, that's what a marriage should be, is like, you can both exist with your contradictions, with the differences you have between one another, but nevertheless, you are a unified front as a couple. So one of you saying fan and one of you saying man, but both smiling and being so excited to be saying any word at all <laughs> is honestly what most of us should aspire to. That is the goal. And I found that to be very beautiful as well. And some people give up when they get to the point where they're when they're not saying the correct answers. Yeah. You, know, uh, you could have imploded you know, some there. People, right. I mean, you know, David Copperfield, for instance, that was a red flag for me. One of you was all in for Dickens. One of you was all in for The Illusionist. Many couples would have looked at one another and said, wow, it seems like our values are different. But you guys push through it. You push right through. I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I'm going to always look at our relationship through this positive lens. <laughs> Good. <laughs> through your eyes. <laughs> Um, it was an arc. It was a whole. It was a whole arc of a relationship. I do love the happy ending, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's nice. Disagreeing, so, like, not but hear ha- but each other, and still be excited about our differences, perceptions. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Add, like Sam, how- I, I have a question for Sam, though. Oh, okay. But Uh-oh. it's not about that. I'm scared. No, no. I just because I'm a little bit stuck on this because I'm worried about your neighbor situation and the music, and I'm I'm wondering if you have like a solution to it or is this something that you just have to like learn to live with so he's um, been here for like a couple of years now and mostly i just ignore it and it goes away in like an hour or two but okay. today it was like five hours and it last week for the first time i went and knocked on his door and was like hey i have to record something can you stop and he was really apologetic and i was kind of like maybe he'll be a little more aware of himself starting now but then that was obviously not true. And he was, he just goes off. He like goes all the way off. And it's like, like I could go up and say something to him again. He was like nice about it, but it's like, I don't want to have to like every time. Like it's like a, it's a Monday. Like, why don't you slip a note if you the, don't want to confront him? Yeah, just be like the the podcast starts now. Ugh, it feels so passive aggressive. I don't know how to do it without like because I also I get it. I like to be loud sometimes. Like I'm sure. screaming sometimes, making stupid videos that ten people watch, and so it's like, well, why like. I don't know. So I want like there to be some understanding of like, don't do it for five hours, but I don't know how to do that without like, I mean, I do like the idea of slipping a note that says podcast starts now under his door. (laughs) I feel like that's a threat. There's like blood on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so yeah, I don't really have a solution. It's bad. And there was a point. I hate that I'm talking about this so much. Sorry if this is boring. There was no, a point. I asked you. I actually want to ask you about his personality. And how was it when you met him? You said that he was very nice. He was very sweet, very apologetic. But he seems like a crazy person. Like when I say oh. he's playing guitar, he's not like playing like 
a song he's playing like the same note over and over for a straight up hour and just being like and not tuning the tuning is not changing like literally just like the same he's like very like experimenting with something like some feature or something but it's like Mm. just use your headphones for that like this is clearly only for one person and it's you so stop making the whole building hear you it's insane to me well um his lights are like fluorescence like when we look in his window at night it's like just that like evil fluorescent white light and it's like how do you live like this it really looks like both your apartments. I know this is not a, I, it's a podcast and stuff, but don't they look like they live in this similar, similar background? And that George is the upstairs neighbor. Yeah. We're just talking about George this whole time. <laughs> Whoa. I can't see George you with see, the fluorescent I mean, lights. I do see the background similarity, but yeah. uh, we're going to. I mean, t- now that will yeah. be a twist if this entire time I was not aware of the fact that noises I'm making. First of all, that I was not, I didn't know where Sam lived and was not aware of the fact that I live above him. Now that would be truly incredible (laughs) and second if i had no idea that sam was the one placing passive aggressive you know doing passive aggressive things to get me to stop playing my (laughs) my greek folk music (laughs) yeah with fluorescent lighting greek Uh. folk music with fluorescent lighting that's yeah i mean it's i mean honestly that is what you know like uh, you know let's say the the back room of a Greek church after uh, after service looks like it's fluorescent lighting and stale donuts. <laughs> sure, sure. And someone being kind of homophobic. <laughs> I've partied in so many Greek church basements. I can't even begin to tell you. Where? Really? In, the, in Canada? Where I grew up, yeah. I told you all my friends were Greek. Oh, that's right. That's right. Of course, all the you're an ally. All the nights, all of the, yeah. I've been... Uh, okay, you've been around. Panayitis, I, panayit, is it Panayiti? Panayitsa, well, those are the outdoor, outdoor of the church celebrations. Oh, oh well, Panagia means like the Virgin Mary. All right. I did that. <laughs> Who we stand. <laughs> oh, I did that. Oh, yeah. That, the Virgin the Mary. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Wait. Now, actually, okay. I think we should do our topic. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's a question to kick off our topic. So we um, we had various options, and I think we're all leaning towards the topic of French manicures. Yes. Mm-hmm. My question, Please. in order to tie what we were just talking about into what into the topic, is: Do you think the Virgin Mary is the type of girl who would get a French manicure? <laughs> are we talking about the real Virgin Mary? Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> are we talking about an American version? Wait, what's the real what, one versus wait, the American what, one? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, because, you know, the European one would be, w- wouldn't get a French manicure, but if like an American American version one would. Do the, you think the real Virgin the Mary OG. is European? <laughs> <laughs> Middle Eastern European, yeah. Okay, interesting. That's what I, that's what I mean. What? I, I, I don't think she, the one that I have in mind, which is the one I think that you both have in mind, mm-hmm. which is the just European the original, the OG Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. I don't see her with um, a French manicure at all. No. I don't see anybody More outside of, a gel of the sub, sub, <laughs> suburbs, really, American suburbs, with a French manicure. Okay. I think okay. it's exclusive to suburbs. Okay, and you don't, That's the Virgin Mary isn't them. a suburban no. No. figure. No. Right. She's Ergo, more rural. She would not um, go with the French manicure. Right. No. No. Okay. Well, we all agree on that. <laughs> okay. 
So you you two brought in French manicure. Do you guys see how hard it is to communicate? <laughs> well, I just love that Iman, who is Middle Eastern, says the original Virgin Mary. <laughs> yeah, right. Is European. We, we were recently talking about how Palestinian Christians are Orthodox. Like Greek, Greek Orthodox, that's right. So you would think we would be able to find common ground there, but yeah. no, in fact, still... in your mind, the Virgin Mary is kind of a Swedish member of the band ABBA. <laughs> Not Swedish, no. Well, I, th- I, th- I think that's what it is, because Palestinians are Greek Orthodox, and I feel like they're the OGs of Christianity, mm-hmm. that's why I would say the Virgin Mary is, is European. Got it, okay. But Middle Eastern, European, you know, I feel like the Mediterranean... Mediterranean. Mediterranean. That's what I should have said. Look at okay. that. Oh, we got it. We did it. We we bridged that. So she's that. Mediterranean. She's Mediterranean. She's vacationing. She has a tan going. She's vacationing in Mykonos. Yeah. She does. She's not getting a French manicure. No. She's above that. That's right. Okay. Yes. So who? Okay. So walk me through the walk me through why you chose French manicure. Walk me through what you think is straight about it. I want to know. I want to know the thought process. So I you came up, up with the French I manicure as a French topic um, because I I know before I even looked it up I knew there's no way there's anything French about it. No. Uh, it also represented who I was when I was straight hmm. and Ooh. grew up in the suburbs. This was a regular. I've uh, never very seen embarrassed. you with a French I'm manicure. I'm very embarrassed about this. I can't even imagine. Fre- and it not only French manicure, the fake nails. So press-ons, French manicure, straightened hair. This is what happens when you grow up in the suburbs. It's they they make you not like your natural curly hair. You know what I mean? It's very uh, homogeneous, mm-hmm. heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um. And and fa- it was it was. This is who I was. It was it was uh, straight hair, straight and blow dried hair. Oh God! Press on, French manicures, and fake tanning. I love that. <laughs> I think that's so. so funny. You were one of the girls doing the straight. I mean, it was always a big I event when one of the curly girls would come into school straight. and have straightened hair. Yeah. So you were that girl. That's right. So me and my 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 Greek girlfriends, we all had curly hair, and oh God. you know, we straighten our hair. I mean, some of them had straight hair, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the whole thing. You go waxing, you go fake tanning, you get the press on nails, you straighten your hair, and it's just and it was never a nice it thing. Sounds like it sounds like the Jersey Shore. Good. It was right. really you were rocking sure. a snooky look. Sure. Where was and, this? In, in in the suburbs in Montreal where I grew up. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so the suburbs are a bit behind. Anyway, so I knew that there's no way the French manicure was French. Right. And uh, it really represents straight culture because it's, it's very, like, the only times I, I think of um, French manicures is my, my straight past in the suburbs or porn, like lesbian porn by straight <laughs> women yeah. who oh. have French manicures. Right. Well, I don't think a, a real lesbian would ever get a French manicure. Exactly. And the Virgin Mary, also a lesbian, I oh, guess. Oh, God, but Jess. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I... Yeah. Now that we figured out her ethnic identity, <laughs> we're moving on to her. I think she doesn't want like put lab- to put labels on things. You she, know what I think? She's asexual. Mary, but she's she, above I think all she, of it. She's yeah. one of these girls who is bisexual but is in a relationship with joseph a man but then on pride posts just because i'm in a relationship with a man doesn't mean i'm not queer exactly she hates gatekeeping like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
My Virgin Mary okay. hates gatekeeping. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. She's Mediterranean and she hates gatekeeping <laughs> and she's queer. <laughs> On Pride especially, mostly. On Pride especially. Yeah. That's when it really comes out. Yeah. I thought okay. Joseph was the queer part. Oh, you think of he the was relationship? Queer? Yeah, I mean he d- he didn't impregnate her. Oh, you're right about that. And he's right such a good support system. Mm. Yeah, raising Jesus, you know, he's like the 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 greatest gay. I guess BFF. that's true. I mean, they do have kind of a Will and Grace thing going, where yeah. Grace gets yeah. pregnant, and true. but the father is absent, especially you know in the beginning of that series, and then uh, <laughs> and then Will helps raise the baby. That's Who's Karen in the Bible universe? Karen, yeah. <laughs> well, Cruella. Karen is Cruella who's in the Bible. In the Bible. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, you, you could see how like the Bible and Walt Disney would overlap. Yeah, sure, well, yeah. I do think that Walt Disney is looking into purchasing the Bible <laughs> and putting it on Disney+. Plus. I mean, sense. that would be the deal. What what do they that, have in Florida? They have Walt Disney World and the Jesus World or Jesus Land. I'm sure there's they're going to merge. I think it's it's Bible a, amusement park somewhere is, in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's got to be. I want to go back but, to wait. Yeah, let's go back to the <laughs> French, go back French manicures. manicures. <laughs> yes. My perception of French manicures is, I guess you're also. I think it is suburban. I I remember like people talking about them and potentially my mom having one at some point. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember now, and I can't tell if I made it up, but I think because the word French was in it, I was always like, this must be something very expensive and very nice. That's what they do in the suburbs, is that they add the word French to make it sound fancy, <laughs> right. but it's yeah, not French that's, at all. But that's what, to me, is like straight culture about it. It's, Adding you know, French. it's like feeling like, you know... Oh, you know, this is this is a this is a French thing, but no idea that it, whether it is or not, and just right. kind of like slapping that label on to, because that sounds like fancy, or you know, it's it's sort of just like, I don't know, like trying to make something something that it's not. Do you know what I think is know? a great example of that? What the what? fact that Hagen Dazs is an American company. <laughs> That's yes, crazy, but isn't Hagen? Is and they just put the umlaut. They just made it. Yeah, they just like they wrote put, it like that. Right. They, and, yeah, or like Estee Lauder is American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, genius. it's right. not French. I love that. Right. Now that's genius. No, it's genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think to me that's like that. But to me that's straight culture. I think. Yes, is that um, it's just yeah because it's not. Could you even imagine a French? I can't even imagine a, a French manicured hand holding a baguette. Like right. it's just it's I mean, so preposterous to no, me. It would have to be like a red, Panera red bread bowl manicure. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, red... imagine you're watching the French film Amelie, and suddenly she her hand enters the screen, and she has a French manicure. There's Not no believable. Way. No. I mean, just thinking about a French person arriving in America, going for a manicure, seeing French manicure on the list, and being like, okay, you know, like c'est quoi, <laughs> you know, and then they do that to them. I mean, could you imagine, like, it, I, I feel sick thinking about mm-hmm. how they the French the person manicure. would be, they would react. Yeah, they wouldn't. Because they, they don't hold back when something is ugly, you know, <laughs> right, um, right, right. or like tacky. I, I had a, I had a French, um, a hairdresser, well, you know, in, I love in Montreal, he but me bangs. he gave her bangs. <laughs> bangs. He gave me bangs too, which I don't have right now. But he, but what, he didn't him. say to you what he said to me. He gave me bangs years ago because he told me I was showing too much face. Oh, I think he wanted you to hide your forehead erection. He did because I would get the He's very sexy. 
Wait, your and forehead erection? I had like a vein that like pops out on oh, my forehead when I get like excited okay. and worked up. Yeah. So I guess he both insulted you and was looking out for you. No, you know what? He did insult me. What did he, he say? Insult me again? Well, no. When he gave me the haircut, first of all, it felt like a lap dance. He's very sexual. Very he's, sexual. And I should say, I know we've said this was in Montreal, but he's not even French from Montreal. Yeah, he's, he's from French Paris. From yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, extra. But he did tell me that uh, to be to be thirty five and older. If you really want to enjoy your body, you should be in top shape. And you think he was sending you a message? Yes. Oh, he was telling you to I work out. I got a herniated disc. Yeah, right and after he, that, you did so get a herniated omen. disc. He was right. He <laughs> saw yeah. something. I see. So he, he was fully sitting on your lap. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on your lap, giving you bangs and body shaming you—something you famously like. Obviously. <laughs> she can't wait to go back as soon as Canada opens the border. He's the best hairdresser I've ever had. Do you re- oh. do you travel back just to get him? Well, we whenever got, I mean, we, we got it right before we, well, we traveled back. Well, when we were, we went, we left New York. Right we're before. so shameful. We left New York uh, at the height of COVID and went well, back you to had Canada to get for four months. <laughs> 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 Priorities. Um, yeah. No, we, when we do go back home, which we haven't in a long time now, but we, we go see him. Anyway, I just... Okay, but I, he would never give you a French manicure. No, he'd be against it. You know what? We should bring it up with him. Oh, my God. He'll be horrified. He'll be horrified. I just... Yeah. So, I mean, I... You know, people here, I discovered there's something called Canadian bacon. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's... I didn't know what that was. We don't have that. In, there's no such thing as and Canadian bacon. And it's not just bacon because we're Muslim and in Jewish. Canada. No, no, no. Literally, there's like no... Canadian there's bacon. no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, okay, in Canada, it's Canadian yeah. bacon. But, like, you know, but whatever. That's not as... Like, oh, we're not going to get offended about that. Right. Well, we should a little bit because it looks like a hockey puck. Do you think that's oh, why they true. call it Canadian? That's bacon? why it's offensive to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Oh, just because it looks like because it's a piece of ham. Right. The fun <laughs> thing about bacon is the strip part. But there's strips. It's just uh-huh. people here will call. You can call, you know, you can call things uh, <laughs> like as if they come from another country and they don't. Right. I see. Yeah, but this yeah. is a larger conversation. It's yes, like okay. slapping an adjective, like an ethnic adjective on something. Right. And suddenly you're exoticizing literally ham, cold cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Except does it exoticize it when you say Canadian? I don't know. I mean, right. Canadian, Canadian doubles Someone told me about, they were like, do you play Canadian doubles? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that a sex thing? I don't know what that is. It's tennis. It's like two people, two on one tennis instead of doubles. But it's actually Australian. Or some people call it Australian doubles. Isn't it just tennis doubles? No, it's two and one. Well, no, because it's two against one. (laughs) Oh, two against one. Who plays like that? It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing, but I didn't know what it was because we don't have that in Canada. But I swear people call it that. I can see how it's Australian. Well, sometimes people just make the... They say they're like... Down under. You know, they're weird. Upside down. Their winter is their summer. I mean, in this case, like, I feel like maybe there was like some Canadian or Australian or someone that was like, just, you know, some, I would tell people anything about Canada here. Sometimes I'll mm-hmm. make things up and then maybe it just spread. And it was just but, someone like you that, do positive stereotypes. I mean, like that we I got a tax credit for getting married for being Jewish lesbian. and Muslim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, is you, that true or? No. <laughs> no. So do you lie about getting a tax credit that you, about because Those you got married because you're Jewish and Muslim? About, I mean, sometimes Canada. I just because you know people Canada got so popular for a time during Trump that I felt like I could make anything up because people were always saying, "Oh, I wish I could move to Canada when Trump was in office." Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're a Jewish Muslim lesbian couple decided to move to the United States right when Trump got elected. Yeah. 
and um and and then sometimes for fun i would make things up um and people would would well, buy we it thought, we thought hillary was gonna win we well, yeah a lot of hillary. people did <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just we wanted were, to make that clear you know something unique about us is that we thought hillary clinton would be oh, trump and um interesting. yeah i mean it's really part of our personality that That's you know so interesting. yeah we you know you guys Everyone else knew, but you guys were were behind on that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all um, the polls, all the pundits, um, French manicures. But okay, I I could. Do you t- think yeah. Hillary would get a French manicure? No, I don't. Would she get a manicure even? Yes, definitely. Definitely. With color, I can't yeah. picture it. I think no, it would chip. She works so hard. okay i have is there a way you know in the same way that like i feel like gay men often take things that straight men do all the time and try to uh, take them back and make them hot and sexy is there a way is there a world in which the french manicure becomes like the next lesbian trend that's like super hot genius genius (laughs) like ironic french manicures there are ironic french manicures that french people could possibly have possibly no, but, done but, but where like one that lesbians take back i think it would be instead of like the um making the white part like the whole thing with a french manicure right is just it's almost like a t- teeth whitening thing but like on your nail right um where you take you just put white polish on the white part of the nail um and maybe if you did it like but with a bit of dirt underneath you know <laughs> to simulate that you've been out building uh-huh. a cabin okay okay interesting so it's like <laughs> Just, okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not married to that idea. I think they sure. said I'm just, cool, I'm just not stereotype. Not stereotype. Just take it back. Um, Would they take it back? How to take it back and make it? But I feel like the cool thing that lesbians are doing is chip nail polish. But maybe that goes because they work a lot with their hands. Is that something lesbians are doing? Uh, chip nail polish? They're yeah. I feel like one thing we should say is that we're not very. Um, <laughs> connected to the lesbian community or have any fluency in queer language iman oh. is like oh. basically you know she's a, she's an immigrant she's like kind of one generation behind I grew on up in the a, suburbs, a lot so of that's things two generations yeah behind. so yeah so this is why sometimes we um she body shames you know sometimes she just i just want to give this as background is that you know people might expect that we would um, be like, yeah, no more liberal, than progressive we do. Um, we both have been, we were both straight until quite old mm-hmm. or, you know, older, older. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not ages too. We're, yes. No. Um, you know, Iman, I've ne- Iman's never been with a woman besides me. Right? It's like, and I, okay, and I like had not been just dragging Iman <laughs> through the mud. <laughs> 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 she she had a french manicure before me look at that she had a yeah, french I mean. manicure and you're iman to confirm you are making the argument that being an immigrant and living in the suburbs make you two generations behind yes so like my parents for instance like i am this is how i explain it to my friends uh, i am like their parents generation okay and my parents in, in terms are of like woke their, cultural fluency, wokeness. Yeah. Yeah. We're a bit so behind. you can't be held account. Basically, you're a bo- you're the equivalent of a white boomer. <laughs> yes. Yes. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. We should have said that from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but when I, we started I did talking. Kind of say some, no. No. But yeah, that's exactly who I am. I'm a bit behind. I try to be, you know, progressive and mm. up to date. Well, you're open stuff. to learning. You're not yeah, against it. I'm not it. close to it. I'm not like, oh, 
you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna update my uh, material and my knowledge and uh, people are sensitive. Like, uh, if, if I say something that's backwards and behind, I'm h happy to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> the truth is, is that we do have to apologize uh, and update, you know, whereas some people are already there. Yeah. Like yeah they, they, they've I been still. like that. They're, yeah. So, like, We're, my parents, forget it. They're, like, 50 years behind. Mm. Okay. My mother's hairdresser is, is straight. <laughs> <laughs> In the suburbs. <laughs> where they live. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's pretty it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. There's so many um so many <laughs> things <laughs> that I'm learning about you two. <laughs> I mean, truly. Um uh, huh. I'm like So <laughs> but, may but maybe you guys have a better idea of how lesbians could take yeah, back um the the French manicure. I cuz I do think that the French pedicure um <laughs> I don't know if you have ever seen one of those. Is that the um, same design just on the toes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah and you're that, just taking that design and putting it on the okay, toes. Okay, just slapping it on the toes. Yeah. And um that to me could be queer because it's kind of so insane. Like it's right. kind of a joke. Totally. Like that's it's camp. funny. It's camp, yeah. it's camp. And it's also kind of a little bit, it's for your feet. So it's a little bit just for you in that way. You know, it's not as out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So but you wouldn't spend I have a extra question. $15. Is this something you've seen or is it something you, that is a joke that you just made? Like <laughs> do people do that? I've seen it. French oh. manicures. No, French pedicures. Pedicures. Yeah. I've seen it. Well, I was going to say you won't <laughs> do you it have as a that? joke. Yeah. You had you a French pedicure. You had a French pedicure? Guys. <laughs> With your French me. manicure? Excuse me. <laughs> Who are you? Excuse me. I don't even know you. Let me tell you about the topic that I brought to this podcast. Yeah. Well, you're being <laughs> actually, you're being xenophobic by shaming Iman for living in the suburbs. <laughs> But you pay, you pay, okay. you're not going to, this is why I wanted to cut you off, Jess, talking about, you know, you do it kind of like a joke and to yourself, you're not going to pay 15 extra dollars for a French pedicure for a joke. I mm. mean, I've spent oh, more it's than more that expensive. Well, it's, oh, yeah, it's more expensive. It, yeah. They put the French before it. So French, <laughs> you know that it's more expensive. That's how, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm it's more expensive because you have to just like <laughs> isolate like part of the nail and paint the white part so uh -huh. it's not just like a, a one motion um paint job got it well i think you know there's a an assumption there that people won't pay a certain amount for a joke that exactly. is false because i would right. pay more than 15 dollars for a good joke and i i've paid a lot more money than that to be a comedian i mean and, honey uh, the, the amount of money we pay to put this podcast out every month you would not imagine i mean we could be getting french manicures and pedicures daily <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're even legal in New York. Honestly, have you guys seen them? Well, maybe not in Brooklyn, but right. I bet you I could find certain pockets of, of you know, uptown where yeah. French manicures are thriving. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get a French get pedicure and manicure and go to like a, a Brooklyn uh <laughs> park party and yeah gonna... well otherwise well this is the thing you have to the rest of your outfit has to be like very trendy very cool very fashion forward and so then that is that will then cause people to think to to know that your french manny petty is ironic yeah exactly <laughs> and yeah. right i mean i also want to say that for like when men straight men paint their nails i think it's like half eye rolly and half like go off queen mm -hmm. but you know they really <laughs> want to sell it 
roll up with a little French manicure and no one can tell you anything, Mr. Straight Man. That is weird as hell. And you... That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'd, like to see straight, I'd like to see like Harry that. Styles rocking a French pedicure. <laughs> and then we can talk about whether or not he is, you know, smashing the gender binary. <laughs> Whoa, you got a big reaction from the dog Ooh. on that one. <laughs> Go off, puppy. Um, Esther is like Esther has been listening to all the various (laughs) atrocities, tangents we've been gone on. And finally, Harry Styles in a French pedicure. She was like, "Enough." I know, I know. We got to get her back. Okay. Good girl, quiet. Good girl, quiet. Good girl, quiet. Um, George, how are you feeling? Do you feel as though we've gotten to the bottom of it? I mean, I really do think I, I. It's. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I was like, I thought French manicures are such a genius topic, but the other option, which was <laughs> marriage, I was like, oh, there's more there. You know, it's like so funny that we're we're going to be interview- we're going to be talking to a married lesbian couple about marriage as a straight topic. Like, I thought that was going to be a slam dunk. But now that we've done French manicures, I'm like, this is a perfect straight to lab topic. <laughs> it's perfect. And it's, um, I would say, I think it's a little outside of our general realm. I think most of our guests and even us come with, dare I say, straight male topics often. Right. And I think it's brave to unpack straight female culture as well. Yes. Well, as gay men, it's actually good if we bully straight women. It's good and it's progressive and it's changing the world. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seemed to be into it. So well, I, there I was figured... a there was a whole other list um, oh, oh. that we didn't that we didn't send you guys that Iman texted me. The um, secret spare list. tire, spare, spare tire. tires. <laughs> 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 I was on board with spare tire too. That's funny. I mean, spare yeah. tire is yeah. really yeah. funny. In many ways, a spare tire is the French manicure for men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's true. (laughs) But yeah, I'm like, like, Sam, should we do our final segment? Let's do it. All right. Um, So our final segment is called Shout Outs, and we give a shout out to anything that we enjoy, um, uh, sort of in the style of it's 2001, you're in Times Square for TRL, shouting out to your squad back home. or in the suburbs. <laughs> or even or in the you, suburbs. Or, or, or listening to a radio show yeah. in the Canadian suburbs outside Montreal. <laughs> um, George, I'd like to give a shout out. You know. Nice, we got there. Um, George, do you have one? Um, do I have one? You know what? Yes. Okay. Go off, please. I'd like to give... First of all, hello. And second of all, how's it going? And third of all, I want to give a quick shout out to... Games that are foosball adjacent. I'm mm. talking air hockey. I'm talking about that one game where you put sand on the thing so that the the parts slide. Yeah. Uh, and slide more. I'm talking about, in fact, actual foosball. I think more bars should have games like that, and more homes, in fact, should have games like that, because it gives you a reason to interact with people if you feel awkward at a party. So it's what a better solution to feeling awkward than asking someone what they do. And it doesn't create the trauma that, let's say, physical sports does. I don't want to play tennis with you. I want to play air hockey with you. It does not immediately, you know, create a tension between us who is more um, capable physically, who is more straight, who is more gay. It is simply a game you can play with your girlfriends, boyfriends, and non-binary friends, and just have fun (laughs) as New York opens back up. So if you are with me, come join and also play. 
And that's all I want to say. And so get shout out to that. Woo! Um, George, that was incredible. And I think really did bring up a lot of good points because having Thank a you. game to play is so essential sometimes. And it, But it also, it's so tough because everyone we know is a psychopath and so competitive. And right. this takes that out of it. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go in mine's um, extremely predictable. Um, it's Lady Gaga. Someone has to do it. What's up, idiots and losers out there? That's why, right? I'm taking one for the team and doing the predictable shout-out just because it needs to be recorded on this podcast. I would like to give a shout-out to the new Lord Era. Hello, Lord. I'm so grateful that you are back and that you took your time. The new song is a hit, and I love it. It makes me feel like, actually, yes, it is summer, and I love that. As listeners of this podcast do know, it's lame in all the right ways, and she is the only one that has the taste to be able to do lame well. I think she's a genius and whenever I see anti-lord sentiment on Twitter or otherwise, just know that my mental health is just a little bit um, from being bad enough to completely make um, that my whole thing in defending Lord. I love you, Lord, and soon I'm going to start a fan account for you. Woo! 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 Are we doing one together? Or are we I think you should do whatever you think <laughs> whatever you think is best. I, what do you want to do? Um, I'm I'm grateful for. Okay, but well we have to start it like. <laughs> hey, every, she's a hey, boomer. Hey, everybody. Hey, girls and gals and, guys and men and non-binary everybody. people. Woo! Yeah. Shout what are, shout, shout, shout out, out to, to the uh, queer culture. <laughs> 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 oh my god that's perfect that's perfect keep going that's Is so that funny um i <laughs> because because we, uh, you love it for so for many reasons like good, good sex <laughs> <laughs> what else do you love communication communication is key and a queer and and having the foresight Yes. To uh, go down the street and sleep in a hotel during the pandemic so we wouldn't get divorced. Okay, shout oh. out to... Okay, that's what you were doing. Okay, you said the, okay, you say shout out to queer. Okay, also, also <laughs> quick shout out to the hotel down the street oh, that no, we I thought went queer, to queer individually. We Thank you for shout out to communication oh that led us to, to go the down hotel the down the street separately <laughs> so that we could... Stay Mary. happy and merry. Okay. okay. Yes. Woo! And it Woo! That wow. was insane. <laughs> so queer. See, I thought you were going to do like queer pop culture. But oh. no, you're talking about the queer culture of a queer couple deciding to stay at a hotel. Yeah. Separately, Separately to. to I didn't know to where to go. I didn't know where to go, honestly. And uh, I panicked. Mm. And that's. That's all I could remember that we talked about before. Well, I just was going to shout out the hotel down the street that uh, we went and to separately. And not queer culture. I just figured because pride well, then, and well, stuff. No, but then you said shout out to queer culture. And I was like, okay, you got a whole other thing going. Let's go with that. Oh, yeah. Not queer pop culture. I just meant the whole like queer stuff. Like <laughs> the, the movement. Oh, the, the movement. You know, yeah. the, beautiful, mm-hmm. the beautiful thing it creates. Uh, uh, you know, queer culture, you know, as in pop culture, as in communication, mm-hmm. good communication, as in same sex. I think people sex. really got communication from <laughs> us. If there was one thing that came across, it's no, and this is why marriage was almost our topic as a straight culture. It's just it our perceptions is, are different. 
Right. But I was going to say that the, the reason that one of the re- we were going to say marriage as straight culture, an example of straight culture, is because we're obviously two straights in a lesbian marriage. I think that that's... Mm, no. I don't... I, I no. mean, that you took it too far. I guess that so. statement. I, I'm seeing two proud queer women. <laughs> are you? Okay. <laughs> that, that are just missing the, the fluency <laughs> I'm to seeing, express, to express well, it. I, I see. This Beyond is, I, being and we have talked in a about lesbian this. marriage. We've talked about this. You are sexually and romantically queer, culturally not so much. Exactly right. <laughs> well, you, Sam. Sam always says, I'm culturally gay and he's sexually gay. <laughs> I'm sexually straight because, you know, I'm not constantly munching on dicks left and right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's talking about having children and it's right, just, right, right. which I still think I can do biologically. <laughs> um, I, I would I would love to like if I think you would be a great dad George I, and I, you know I feel Thank like you. yeah like in another world I would be so happy that I feel like you would if I was your kid I would imagine we'd go to the museum all the time and um, do a lot of creative stuff around town culturally gay but sexually straight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's that's what you wanted a dad yeah I guess that is what you want you your really dad need is yeah. culturally gay, gay sexually dad. straight you don't want your dad to be too sexually gay no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah which is a right wing talking point that's true unfortunately <laughs> Okay, well, well, there we go. You know, maybe they made some points. (laughs) Points were made. (laughs) Points were made. Go off. Well, um... No, Sam. I mean, this has been incredible. Um, I feel like I know you guys even less than before we started, and I think that is a true feat. I am, I could not be happier. I mean, I wanted to have you guys on for so long, and Sam, of course, you know, hates women. But I am so glad that I finally got him to capitulate. And I, I mean, to me, this is a top tier episode. <laughs> This is a top tier experience. Now, if we figure out how to edit two microphones, (laughs) you know, maybe it will even be released. (laughs) (laughs) And time will tell. (sighs) Okay. Very exciting. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you for having me.